Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. We're back. So excited about this episode. Welcome back. I'm Brittany Swan. I'm Shannon Kessler, and you are listening to Crazy Zen Life, the social catch-up edition, where we go through the week's top things that we find interesting in pop culture news. Honestly, it's just whatever we find interesting. <laughs> Pretty much. This actually, just- this is a good recap of what um, the text conversations between Brittany and I look like between um, Friday and uh, Wednesday. That's usually how yeah. social catch-up comes to be. But we're glad that you're joining us. If this is your first time, welcome. If you are a longtime listener and Zen friend, welcome back. We're so happy you're here. We're so happy. I so feel happy. like this is a peek into our DMs. It definitely so if you ever is. wondered what it was like to slide into our DMs, this is basically it. This is it. This mm-hmm. is this is what you see. Mm-hmm. It's not riveting and there's no crazy pics or texts. It's just a bunch of articles and gifs and uh, reels. So and uh, memes that we can't stop laughing at. I mean, seriously, they've mm-hmm. been on point lately. I've <laughs> ne- the daylight say people all turned up about daylight savings time has never brought me so much joy. Yeah. Because I don't know why here, because I think I am a little bit more east now. Actually, I'm a lot more east. That used to be. Oh my gosh, it's like four thirty. I'm like, oh okay, so sun's going down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and it never used to be like that for me. You know who's taking it the hardest in our house? Georgie. Georgie, my dog Georgie is pissed at daylight saving because she does. She swipes her bowl like, "Where's my food?" And you know, the kids are like, "Georgie, you have to wait." And I'm like, "You guys, her body clock is telling her she's hungry." So it's like we have had to move up feeding times for her by half an hour just so we can kind of meet in the middle. She is pissed. I mean, she took her paw this morning and wiped, like swiped her bowl so hard, it smacked the island. I was like, damn. And it has a rubber bottom, by the way, guys. Like it's not like a, it's not like a, just a flimsy bowl. It's a, it's one that kind of, it kind of stays where it's at on a rubber mat. On a rubber mat. Yeah. It's a steel. So that had to take a little bit of oomph. It got, it left a dent. I'll show, (laughs) I'll snap a pic. I was like, she's pissed. (laughs) Shout out to farmer's dog for being so amazing that that bitch gets angry. She turns up. She's like, give me my food. It's my coffee, man. I can't, I can't bark at the Amazon drivers. What do you want me to do? Right. She's like, I need something in my system before I try to protect this house from all the deliveries that come to it. And that leaf out there. Yeah, <laughs> really, really good me. I swear to you, I don't think my dog would complain. I think one time he didn't eat for like three days, and we didn't feed him, and he was like, "Well, I guess I'll get something." He just I'm doesn't joking. eat. Oh my god! No. Like I know, like he he just is like, oh, mom. I mean, we drop enough that he's really well fed. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm like, it, it's not like we don't give her, you know, treats and I know things just walk throughout behind the day. And I can it's, be fed for weeks. Exactly. I mean, it's great. It's awesome. I mean, if he's eating a bag of goldfish, I mean, you're getting a solid 20 out of each big handful. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. But we do have a really fun show today. Part of it's okay. I'm going to repeat. It's not fun, (laughs) but there's some interesting topics, um, some lighthearted stuff about Mariah Carey coming, collabing with McDonald's. She has a new menu coming out. So we're going to touch on that. We're also going to reveal if you haven't seen that a new sexiest man alive by people magazine, which is one of our personal favorites. Mm-hmm. 
And we do take a deep dive into the Travis Scott and Astro World, huge debacle, travesty, anything you want to name it. And um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna come in lighthearted. We'll start with the Mariah Carey. Yeah, so Mariah Carey is teaming up with McDonald's to bring us a Mariah menu this holiday season, which debuts, um, I think, December 1st is when they're going to do this. And if you download the McDonald's app, um, it features a select free item each day from December 13th through Christmas Eve. Uh, So it's a minimum purchase of $1, and then you can add a free item that's on the Mariah menu. And if... You've seen this promo video for her. I just don't think I've ever seen Mariah Carey so happy about any collab ever. Like, this is like the moment she's been waiting for her entire career. And I'm like, yes, Mariah, I'm here for your McDonald's adventure. Let's go. But you know how she's mostly like just kind of flippant about some stuff. I loved her reaction. I mean, we do get a little bit more energy out of her, but she's kind of low energy anyway. She's like, yeah. So you just need to go download the app. It does what I yeah. feel like. It was like, <laughs> just do it. And I feel like she was kind of like saying like, I know you're going to be hungover most of December. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a little gift and you're welcome. And you're like, welcome. I feel like that's what she was basically saying. Like, yeah. go get your hangover on. I was like, thank you. Thank you, Mariah. I appreciate your support. And if you've ever wondered what Mariah's favorite item is on the McDonald's menu, it is a cheeseburger with extra pickles. Done that hit. I mean, I don't need a cheeseburger, but listen. I do love a pickle from McDonald's. But when you did, though. But when I did, yes, absolutely. When I did, those burgers were so nice. I mean, because sometimes you just want that type of burger. You don't need something fancy. You just want it in and out. And it, it you go there knowing what you need to get. Nothing more, nothing less. You're either really happy because you got a good batch of fries or you're a little salty because your fries weren't that great. That's your McDonald's venture. That's it. That's your journey. And I'm, you know, I'm okay with that. I know none of you are really shocked by this, but Shane and I have the exact same McDonald's order. Mm-hmm. I order it all the time. Whatever I'm at McDonald's, so does she. I don't think it's ever really changed. We get the fish sandwich. Yep. I love square fish from McDonald's, especially yeah. the morning or the day after a night of drinking. That bun, though. That bun, that's, man. That's what I show up for. Honestly, you could just give me some buns in a bag and I'm good. Like that's- we, One time we had the fish sandwich and it was on like a cheeseburger bun and Dan and I were both like, no. Mm-mm, that's mm-hmm. not it. Like you have to, it's the right ratio. It's like the sweetness. And then like the, it gets stuck on the roof of your mouth. Like if it doesn't get stuck, if you don't have to peel it off with your finger, mm-hmm. you need to ask. Are you really eating a fish sandwich? <laughs> if you don't peel it off the roof of your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> if it's not there an hour later, I don't want it. Oh, right. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's my favorite. It's, it brings me so much joy Same. with an iced tea. Like it, there's no better hangover food out there. That's it. Yep. I agree. I mean, maybe I sometimes do love a ramen noodle. Like that's just my garbage, but like mm. I do, that yeah. is a good hang. I, Cause I like warm things when I'm hungover, but I do but, like warm, but sometimes though, like ramen can expand your stomach a little too much. So yeah. it's, I don't know. I mean, I do love a good ramen, but like it just kind of, I, mm. I have to be in the right hungover space for the ramen. Yeah, so I was like, mate, yeah, for that meal. <laughs> I'm always in a McDonald's space. I'm always there. Yes. I live there, but I don't, but I'm not always in a ramen place. I get, I get that. I, I yeah. Get Just a fun fact that we did learn about the, going back to the Mariah menu real quick, that the, all I want for Christmas song is 27 years old. 
I don't think I'm okay I with was that. 10 or 11 when that came out. Hmm. Yeah. I was okay. like, wait, what? So let me just break that down for you. I don't know what her royalty check looks like, but. But that's all you need. That's all you need. That is like the unofficial official song of the Christmas holiday season. In the world. In the world. I mean, it's the song you kind of hate to love. I love it. It makes me in a good mood. I mean, I bet you if I heard it like 10 times in a row, I'd be like, okay, we're good. But I know I'd still be like, I don't want to love for Christmas. There's just something that I need. I mean, I think of love actually every single time I hear it. I'm like, oh, I just love that movie. Okay. Yeah. Tis the season. Tis the season. And something, I don't know if um, if you caught this uh, yesterday, Britt, or not, but it looks like Britney Spears gave us a little sneak peek as to who is going to be designing her wedding dress when she gets married. I didn't see, I mean, I kind of saw this one coming, but like to this level, I don't know. Donatella Versace. Yes. So Brittany uh, took to her Instagram and shared a post about her in this pink dress the other day. And she's like, no, this is not my wedding dress. Uh, Donatella Versace is making my dress as we speak. Have a good night, folks. Man. I'm like, okay, okay. But the two have been friends for decades. So it's kind of fitting that Spears will trust her with this special moment. And I think it's going to be great. I mean, I do kind of wonder, like, what kind of bride is Brittany going to be? What do you think, Britt? If she is her way, I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit of like, she's going to be barefoot and there's going to be fried chicken, but I do think it's going to be like super chic with like lots of flowers and like lights and stuff like that. Like, I'm so I think sure, it's going to be. Yeah. Barefoot, barefoot and fried chicken was her first wedding with uh Federline. So maybe she does something oh, that's different for this one. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, so I, I think it. Um, take like a little like, you know, bacon wrapped shrimp. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows with Brittany? Who knows? <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure she'll um, she'll leave us more breadcrumbs and we'll pick them up and follow them. And, you know, we're we just going to continue being happy on this girl's journey because, you know, now that she has full access to her Instagram account, she is not leaving anything to the imagination of any of us. And no. I'm here for it. I'm like, Brit, just show us what you want. It's all good. I it's love her good. keeping us updated. It's 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 giving me life. It, it really, is. truly is. Free Brittany, really, we freed her up. <laughs> uh, another thing giving me life is um, people's sexiest man alive. And this is actually one that I usually agree with. Like, yeah, they're cute. They're hot, whatever. But I th- I truly believe this is my top guy. And it has been for a long time is Paul Red. Oh, I agree. Named sexiest, people's sexiest man alive. And I truly believe that he got this, got this title from memes alone. And I do think that it's from a girl that used to be on um, Summer House, Hannah. Okay. Forget her last name. She put out a meme that says that this is a long time ago, probably four or five months ago that said, basically F influencers. I don't care about their skin routine. Give me Paul Rudd skin, skincare <laughs> routine. And then posted a picture of him side by side from like, 20 years ago and then a recent and it was like he was the same person and I'm like damn what is this what is it what is it well I'll tell you what it is because is it laughter Ryan Reynolds in a recent interview with Jimmy Fallon said that um he's aging backwards because of his contract with Satan he said (laughs) the 52 year old he only drinks breast milk from blue whales or something I've heard that's something weird that he does and I want in (laughs) so Ryan Reynolds has waited and has given us a secret to Paul Red's youth and you know if 
breast milk from a blue whale could come in a bottle. I'm pretty sure I'd take a couple doubles of those if it, if it turned me back in time like Paul Rudd. I mean, there's not much I wouldn't do to my face that's like, I mean, people have done some crazy shit. I read in a book that you're supposed to drink onion soup, hug a tree, stand outside in the grass and like, and like spin around in circles. Like, I mean, I've heard some like weird shit that people do really seriously to stay young looking. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not so sure. Like this isn't real. Like I would say this blue whale breast Breast milk milk. (laughs) could be a thing. If I see that on the shelves later this year, I will die. I mean, if, if somebody in marketing doesn't come up with some type of serum, then you've really missed out on a really great joke, but PR, PR, Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, but congratulations to Paul Rudd. Well-deserved. Um, and we do have, we'll link this in the show notes, but there's um, the Rotten Tomatoes combination, culmination, is that the word I'm looking for? Of the 50 movies that Paul Rudd has been in. I was actually very shocked to find out he was in some of these movies. I was like, huh, I don't remember him being in that. Um, but what, speaking of, like, what is your favorite Paul Rudd movie? This is 40. Oh, that's a good one. It's hands down. I mean, because it just speaks to me on so many levels. I'm like, because I sometimes can be that wife and like yeah. the way that Paul Rudd reacts yeah. to his <laughs> wife and Leslie in the or Leslie who plays his wife. Um, I'm like, this is, it's my favorite. It's it, so good. Uh, yeah yeah it's probably one yeah. of my favorites I can't I, I know I like this and then I liked um Clueless obviously I feel like that's where I think that's where I first got like a big crush on Paul Rudd is is yeah. from Clueless like I mean I feel like a lot of people probably feel that way too but 40 year old virgin he was so good in that this is 40 I mean God, there's so many the Avengers I haven't seen oh, Ant-Man yeah. though have you seen Ant-Man I have I thought it was good yeah. And so did my son Wyatt. So he was a, he was a fan of Paul right after that. He okay. said it was a fantastic flick. So, well, you know what, Wyatt, thank you from that recommendation. I will press play on that movie. And why I think that that it was an accurate um, evaluation is because he also loved Black Panther, which is a great movie. Oh, that's and, fantastic. Yes. Um, and he was not a fan of the Hulk movies, which I agree with. <laughs> I was like, okay, all this checks out. I'll take Suck you back. It. Yeah. <laughs> I just wasn't a fan. I was like, okay. I mean, yeah, I like I, Mark Ruffalo. Is that his name? Ruff- yeah, I always Ruffalo. Yeah, Ruffalo. I mean, I like him, but I just, I just didn't love. I just don't love Hulk's like storyline. I'll tell you something that was good at the Hulk. The Hulk roller coaster at uh, Universal Island Adventures. That oh. roller coaster is tight. I rode it like three times. I love it so much. Oh damn. <laughs> That's a yeah. Double liner. Okay. All right. Ten out of ten. Recommend on that one. Well, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Well, I don't think you know anybody what? Will yeah, be 10 out of 10. Travis Scott. Yes. <laughs> Anytime soon. No, I don't think so either. Um, we have definitely seen a different side of Travis Scott and event production that I think is probably going to change the game on how live music events going forward will be produced and acted upon. So, Brittany, yeah, why don't absolutely. you give us a rundown? Uh, so last Friday, Travis Scott. Uh, Travis Scott's Astral World Festival ended in a largest mask mass casualty. That's hard to say together at the concert in U.S. history. Eight people are dead and hundreds of people are injured after a large crowd rushed the stage, creating a stampede that could have been prevented. 
at the time they did say that there were 50,000 tickets that were sold, but over 3000 were accounted that were jumping the fences to just get into the VIP area. So we do know that it, it far exceeds just the 50,000 tickets sold. Um, so far, what went wrong was the lack of security, the lack of properly putting in procedure, proper procedures in place, lack of emergency personnel and lack of concern slash response by production and Travis Scott. So lots went down on Friday. Yeah. So, it, and it was supposed to be a two day event. And of course the second day was canceled. Right. So we're just going to give you a, a little timeline of the events that happened. So Friday, 3.30 AM fans start lining up to get into the venue at 10 AM, the gates open and people rush through and some fans at that point, even jump barricades. You're at 10 AM and you were like popping off already. Um, by 3.30 PM, there's a surge of people already needing medical attention. And by 8.15 PM, medical staff is overwhelmed and treating people. So I just want to read you a, a little insert from something I found very interesting. By 8.15, the medical staff on hand said that they were unable to document patients because there were so many people who needed help. Quote, many patients were last seen conscious more than 20 minutes prior to receiving medical attention, said Mr. Anjum. Um, and they began triage. Paramedics struggled to keep up with the number of people needing NIAC Nilo, Nilo, I don't know what that is, um, but a drug that reverses the effects of an opioid overdose. Among them was at least one security guard who lost consciousness after reporting that a person had stuck him in the neck with a needle. He was trying to avoid another a needle as he was trying to aid another person who had fainted. Now, I did read something that um, it has been corrected that the officer was not stuck with the needle, but it was struck in the head with an object. So that's what made him pass out. Um, to the amount of naloxone, again, not sure how to pronounce that drug. It's basically called Narcon, which it just okay. reverses the effects of, um, of any drug in, in, that was induced. Thank you. Um, let's see. The amount of that that was administered may never be known because it had been carried and was used by so many at the event, including the event medical personnel, medical emergency medical workers, and the police. Um, an official with the paradox disputed that the event was understaffed and that serious medical problems got out of hand before 8 p.m. So, but this all started at 8.15, and I think he went on at 8.40? Yeah, so um, by... Eight by 9 p.m., 30 minutes before the countdown, before Travis performs, the crowd surges um, from the sides and rushes the stage. So at 9.30, um, the music had stopped as an ambulance had made its way through the crowd after the first reports of people getting hurt in the crowd. Video footage of Scott stopping the concert and asking, what is that, as the ambulance entered the crowd. And by 9.38, a mass casualty had been declared. Um but the concert kept going, except for two other short pauses, according to some concert uh, goers. And by 10.10, the performance stops more than 30 minutes after the mass casualty is declared. So we're going to come back in and kind of give a little fill in to some of these gaps. Um, Brittany, what have you heard or found or seen? Um, I know that we've kind of been back and forth with like TikToks and, you know, yeah. articles and stuff um, about what happened between the time that the crowd pushes forward, surges the stage. And then by the time the, the concert stop, um, I, I've seen a ton of videos. And if, if you ever do want to just jump on TikTok, I mean, I think that you do have to use your own discernment of whether you, whether you believe it or not. Um, but there's a ton of live video footage that basically gives you a real true account of what it was like to be there. So 
whether you're seeing what was really on Apple Music, which has been pulled down, by the way, um, it's it's not accurate of what was really going on. So the, the top stories that I really saw was one from a nurse who did pass out. Um, and by the level of what she's describing is that there were so many people that were crammed in one space that if you put your hands up above your head, you literally could not put them back down because there were so many people. That's like the best account that, that people were really giving. And so you could not make your way through the crowd at all. Even if you're walking, you're like losing your shoes as you're walking because you're getting stuck in these like person holes. Um, so she did end up passing out. They were able to crowd surf her to safety where she did, where they were able to like revive her. And she was a nurse. And as soon as she came to, she said that she was a nurse and immediately put to work. They're like, we need medical help. And the things that she saw coming in, there were hundreds in cardiac arrest because of asphyxiation and, um, and honestly, probably overuse of drugs. There were, there was only one water station that was properly working and, I think it ran out of water in the early afternoon. So no one was hydrated. No one had any kind of like basically basic human needs. Um, another story that I saw from a photographer that had been asked to work the event by the production company said that this is the worst tragedy she's ever seen. There were people everywhere. It was like almost like a war zone that once she thought that she feared for her life, she, she didn't think she was going to make it out that once one person fell, another person would fall and that it created like a sinkhole that everyone started falling. And then the people around that person's sinkhole would just fill in and just become like new ground. So it was almost like people were crawling over each other. So it's no wonder that I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not going to say only eight people because that's not fair, but I'm, I'm just shocked that it wasn't way more judging, well, we, but we term. still, there's, you know, there's hundreds who've been affected by this. There's, um, you know, there's people that are still in medically induced comas. I think there's a, a nine or a 10 year old that is, um, in a medically induced coma because his brain activity is not, it's not, um, functioning. He's having trouble breathing on his own. He's having trouble with like irregular heartbeats at this point. Um, but I, I'd seen something very similar where like, you know, people were passing out because they weren't able to, to get breaths in. So like if you were a taller, you were able to like kind of lean your head up and get a different, you know, and get air that way. But like, if you were, you know, surrounded by mass people, there were so many people tight together, pressing bodies to bodies so tightly that you weren't able to get a full breath. Correct. Um, I do want to touch on one thing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before the concert, this was kind of a mentality that Travis Scott created. And there's Not two- kind of, it was, I mean, he yeah, it was it, 100% yeah. insights that he's like, you know, my fans come because they want to get rowdy and we're going to have a good time. And, you know, he's been on record saying, you know, like if security comes to try to pull you off, you know, you know, fuck that and, you know, keep going and do you and get over barricades. And so he is inciting riots. In fact, in 2015 and in 2017, he was arrested um, and pled guilty for inciting violence um, and do, 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 and disorderly conduct. Um, and he pled guilty receiving a year probation in order to pay court fees and restitution for two injured people. Um, and that was that's two documented accounts. So his own fans know that they are there to 
get rowdy. That is something that he, you know, he stirs the pot. He wants that to happen at these concerts. And he's been on record saying this. I mean, it's happened, you know, pretty much that's just people know going into a Travis Scott concert that this is going to be something that, you know, he's trying to light these these people up. And that's exactly he what wants happened. to invoke a lot of rage. Yes. It's, it's like, that's the theme. Like it's a, it's ragey. Like it's, yeah. And there's been a lot of com- concerts in the past that do there's like rage against the machine. Like this is not uncommon, but I do think this level is taking it to another. It's just taking it far, far, far further than anything needs to be. Um, there's accounts where he, there were people like hanging from a balcony or whatever. And he called out to one of the concert goers and he says, well, if you're going to jump, jump. And he's like, don't worry. The mosh pit will catch you. Of course he does jump. And because I guess why not? And the mosh pit doesn't catch him properly. He's has, he's severely injured. He severely injures not only his neck and his back, but he breaks lots of bones. Travis Scott then says here, pull him up on stage. And he doesn't receive immediate medical help because Travis Scott was basically like, you're, you're amazing, bro. And it's like, basically saying like you did that for me i mean that's borderline narcissism actually that's not that is narcissistic um i do want to read his um his post in april which i thought this was this was messed up we all knew this was going to happen for his this birthday all i want is rage man we've been locked in the house for some for some time now and i've been banging my head around trying to get back to to it I've been wanting to share an experience with all the other like-minded chaotic ragers like me for some time. That being said in November pop out at the fest in Astro world fest 2021, two days this year with an all out outlandish lineup. See you soon. So he's like basically saying like, let's go. Yeah. And then two days when this, when the show did sell out and they were like, Travis Scott, it's, 50,000. It's like the max capacity that they were willing to sell. Um, he tweeted, nah, they'll jump the fence. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, he's not, uh, he's not taking responsibility or he's not understanding that he has responsibility as someone who has so much influence over a, a population of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it does kind of make you scratch your head. It's like, does he know what he's doing? Is this something that he is is trying to do? Does he understand the manipulation that he has over his crowd and his, um, you know, his fans? And I think he does. I think he 100% knows that. I think he does kind of get like this God complex almost um, about I can control these people. I can make them do what I want them to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. He does it through his music. And I was reading um, something earlier today about how the decibel levels and the um, like the uh, metrics of the the music played is something that invokes anxiety or uh, not anxiety, but like that fight or flight, like um, that type of cortisol in your body. And um, it produces like a tortured effect on, on people, which happen like it affects their heart rate. It affects their blood pressure. It affects their ability to think clearly. And this is kind of, this music was pumping loudly for seven hours prior to Scott taking the stage. So he is setting the, the tone of the event and the, the entire festival from the minute that those doors open. Right. So I do think it's interesting to know that, you know, 
after, you know, he's seen the the mass casualty and like this is all happening and, he, you know, he's they're trying to get him to stop. And there were reports of um, two of his event production people coming onto stage um, and then he shoes them off. He's like, no, 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 we're not doing that. Um, and then continues to play. So I don't know what was said in between that exchange, but there was um, two people that came in to try to tell him something and he was like, no. So it's, you know, I, I, the question is like, should Travis Scott be blamed for this? And like, what what is going to happen to him, you know, after this? Um, and I think a lot of it, I mean, I think there's a lot. I mean, I think there's a lot of that needs to go into the protocols of, um, you know, how the event was set up. And like, I think there there have been reports of like a, um, the there's like a 56 page plan of like execution of like what was supposed to happen at this event. And in it, it says you're not supposed to refer to dead or deceased people at, on the radio. You refer to them as Smurfs. And I was like, what? what are you kidding me? Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I don't know why Smurfs is, is what they use, but they don't want people to be referred to as dead or deceased on the radio um, when they're communicating back and forth on, on, on radio. So I'm like, Oh man. Oh. Um, Okay. Which is interesting. So, I mean, I, I have read that, you know, this was an understaffed event that the person who was in charge of getting security for the event actually quit two days prior because of the lack of preparation that the security that he had hired, he's like, this not, this isn't the right, like, I know what's going to happen at these events and we don't have the staff to make this happen because this crowd gets so rowdy and that, like that reputation even precedes them before they even, you know, get to the concert. So it's, I mean, it's I mean, would you go? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, remember when I wouldn't take that job, but I wouldn't even go because that's not, it's unsafe. And again, like, I don't think it's like the first time I've ever seen like ragey type concerts. I'm not holding that against him, but like what I am holding against him is the environment. Like, obviously you're taking it to another level that is very unsafe. Like I never heard about these things that rage against the machine concert or anything like that. And when we were kids, um, but it just does bring up like now you're sorry. Like you, you've done a lot of effed up things at concerts in the prior. And now you're giving this tear, this tear, you know, oh, tear filled like sob story on your Twitter. I'm sorry. It was not good. No one's buying it. We're not dumb. And we can obviously see that he gives two shits about his fans. I mean, I think all about the God complex. I do think that now he cares more than he did after it happened because let's go back to this timeline. Mass casualty is declared at 938. The performance stops at 1010. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me he gets on stage at 930, 9, 930, and then he's going to stop at 1010. Like that's this, as lo- like, this is your festival. This You are headlining this festival and you're only going to play for 40 minutes. And then it stops and then you leave with Drake to go to Dave and Buster's to an after party. And that's, and you didn't know what happened. So tell yeah. me, Travis, why did you decide that the concert needed to stop at ten ten? If they didn't pull production on you and you didn't know why it stopped, why did you leave? Like, why did you stop performing at ten ten? Why'd you get, okay. So if, if we know what is true here, um, we know that you left the concert. You mean to tell me from point A to point B, no one's, you don't actually, you don't have eyeballs and you don't see what's going on because what I saw on TikTok, which is (laughs) where I got my news, um, is that Kylie was rushed out of there even before the concert ended. And she saw the mass 
craziness that was going on. And let's talk about her stories real quick because well, hang on before we bring them in real quick, okay. I, th- I do think that we are going to get to the Kardashian uh, or the, sorry, the Kylie up at all. Um, but mm-hmm. do you think he, he should have stopped the concert? Do you think he should have been like, after seeing the ambulance the first time, do you think that would have been like a, yo, wait a minute. We got a lot of shit going on up here. We got to hold on. Let's guys, let's push it back, push it back. Like you were mm-hmm. the only person in the whole festival that can see what's fucking happening and has the ability to stop and like try to do crowd control at that point. He's on a tower. I mean, they're there for you. They are looking to you as like, what do we do next? You know what the next move is? Yo, you stop. You guys spread out, like back up. I don't know how you would do like a, a mass, you know, exodus of this kind of stuff, but how he handled it was not it. No. He did stop it once saying we have somebody passed out, let him through. And then he brought Drake on. So, I mean, I don't think that it was even, I mean, that's, it was all in like one breath. Like it was like, Hey, 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 we got to let them through. We got to make sure he's getting taken care of. Okay. Let's bring Drake on. So it wasn't like, it was even like, Hey, we're going to stop. I see this. I see this going on again. I'm telling you, he was on a tower, like above everything. You can see everything going on. Right. So I don't know if he was just so messed up. I don't know. Like that, that's what, that's what people are saying. Like, was he just so on another level himself? But I don't, I, I'm saying like, for me, there's no way that you didn't know what was going on. And there's no way that you can go to Dave and Buster's after and have an after party with Drake and no one be like, yeah, so that was messed up. Let's talk about it. Cause there's, we, we're going to have to get some control on this. Right. And the amount that he's on social media, Twitter, TikTok, all you're telling me you didn't check your phone once. You your didn't people see anything. Aren't checking your people phone. aren't like coming at you being like, yo, this is a bad situation. Get the fuck out. Like, Mm-mm. I mean, it's we, and this is why I love the internet sometimes because I mean, it's, it's calling people out. Like you're not, yes, you're never going to be safe. If you're a bad human and you're making bad human decisions, like it's going to be, it's going to be right out there for everyone. So let's go to the Kardashians. Yeah. Yeah. Our favorite topic. But it doesn't need to be mentioned because as we all know, Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner have been dating for years. They have a child together and they have one more on the way. Now, um, Travis Scott has been. Like you said, Kylie was at the concert on Friday with Stormy, the three-year-old. Yes. And she has been posting. um, She was posting stories. She was posting stories with Stormy, having like little headphones on. But in the background of the stories, there were ambulances going through the crowd. And so after she leaves the concert, she does delete that one that shows an ambulance, but keeps the rest up. So it that's basically telling the world that she knew what was going on. Right. And she just decided to delete that one. Then two hours later, she deleted the others and then issued an apology or not an apology, but like her prayers and thoughts and stuff the next day. And she did actually release two statements, I think, but I only read the one. I think she's like, you know, it goes without saying that Travis is broken hearted. He loves his fans. And I'm like, yeah, well, okay. Yeah, clearly. She's like one of the one people in his camp that could have been like, um, listen, we're missing the big picture on this. You guys, this is way worse than anything we've ever seen. Like we need to stop now. Like, Hey, stop, like, stop what you're doing. Like production, like get a hold of him, let him off the, get him off the stage. Like, this is not okay. Or you guys, this is a bigger deal. People need help. Like Mm -hmm. she out of, I feel like 
she seems like a very compassionate person in like the way that I've seen her, you know, raise her family and care for, you know, her siblings and their, their children. So it's, it is, a, it's really alarming to me that she just can be there and not, again, I don't know, like I wasn't there. I don't know what she said, but like knowing that she didn't help stop what was happening is really disappointing. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to go back to her feed just now. Yes. She hasn't posted anything since then. So it looks like Kim's the only one really posting. The rest what of them are kind of just doing feed fillers and that kind of thing, but it doesn't, I mean, it seems to me that they're not. So yeah. it's so, interesting. And you, you um, had read that they have taken Travis Scott out of the whole keeping up with the Kardashians on the Hulu side of things, right? Yeah. So, so Radar it- Online reported that earlier this week that the Kardashians have removed all Travis Bar- Travis Bar- Travis Scott um, storylines from the Hulu uh, Hulu Keeping Up with the Kardashians version, um, as well as they're taking Kylie's pregnancy out of it as well. So there there's like no conversation around it. I don't know how they're going to film it. I don't know how they're going to edit it. But it those are two storylines that have been removed. So obviously, all of their PR and Kris Jenner are on this because they ain't saying shit right now. Do you think Hulu was at the concert? I don't know. Ooh. I mean, I know they haven't been with Kim and Pete Davidson, so we do know that. That's confirmed by TMZ. So we'll see. We'll see. But I mean, we'll never know. Right. Because they took it out. They took it out. So they're on severe damage control. Me personally, you know, I, I'm in two, two weirdnesses here because I do think when you sign on with the Kardashians, almost like a brand, like it's, and you're, when you're accepted in, like you can be kicked out of the trust yeah. tree too. And I think that this, I think he's out. Think They're going to push for them to break up. There's no way. Um, Kylie. So is, I mean, I don't think that she's worth more than Kim. Maybe. No, she is. She is worth more than him. Mm-hmm. So I think that they'll be like, you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. Listen, I, above anything like you know i wish this this could have been prevented to the extent of the amount of casualties and the amount of people that got hurt so you know we obviously wish the families of everybody involved you know peace and comfort you know with all of the stuff that they're going through and um i know that this is going to be a very interesting ride to i don't even know if ride is the right word but like a story to follow um given the severity of everything and what he's going to be on the line for what the production company is going to be in the line what live nation what live nation is going to do with this because they're in you know going to be in all lawsuits too so it'll be interesting to change concerts for a long time so what travis scott is doing right now is that he has covered all funeral funeral costs for the victims he has covered um, medical bills for the the ones that are suffering uh, as well. He has issued complete refunds for everyone who attended the concert, rightfully that bought tickets, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, he has partnered with BetterHelp for um, for online uh, therapy for anyone having post traumatic stress or trauma through this. So, I mean, while yes, all those things are good, I'm I'm not taking away from that. I don't think that that's honestly like to me that yeah, that's I, like the bare minimum at this yeah. point of like, yes, you I think that's great. Like, it. yes, but it's almost like what you should be doing. You sh- this should have never happened. So it's right. I don't, I just don't want to gloss over that because I'm like, this is, <laughs> this could have all been prevented and 
um, obviously. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens, but it's, this is a big, this is a big story. And I don't think, I mean, the today show has been all in it. So if the day today shows in it, we know it's not going away anytime soon. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hoda and uh, Savannah, not going to let that go. No, 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 no. Like yeah. What's the question of the day, Shannon? Okay. So I have a question of the day for you, Brett. What is something that is hard that you find difficult, but shouldn't be? So here's my example. Defrosting my windows. I never know what temperature to put it at to get it to like be clear again, but it fogs up so quick. And I'm like, you turn on the the defrost and all of a sudden you're like blasted with hot air and you're like, I can't breathe. Like it's so hot in your car, but you're like, the second you turn it off, it gets foggy again and you can't see. And you're using you your windows wipers. down, but the windshield wipers are going all crazy. You're like, what is going on? <laughs> like, why is it so hard? Um, and another one that shouldn't be hard. I don't know why, but like typing with someone standing either in front of me or like over my shoulder, like whether it's on my phone or on a computer, like I can't do it. Like I, I can't even spell my name right. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not this much of an idiot, but like, I don't know why I clam up around other people. And I'm like, it's so difficult. (laughs) I think it's everyone's like embarrassed about how much they use autocorrect, you know? It's not even about spelling something the right way. Sometimes it's like, I can't get the word, the it's like, I can't yeah. even do it. Like spelling my name is difficult. I'm like, uh, why is this hard? <laughs> no, I mean, if I'm going to spell, okay, I got that. But everything else after that, just yeah. Whatever. Fun fact. When, uh, my husband is a fantastic, I guess, typist. Uh-huh. I mean, when I'm sitting in his office, like talking to him on the couch, he's like looking at me, but like typing, I was like, that's amazing. Like, I mean, typing fast too. Like, right. like one of those like old fashioned, uh, secretaries, like, <laughs> like a court reporter, <laughs> like one of those like court reporters. Like if, if it was him, he, I mean, he should get a yeah. job doing that. He Honestly, should, I was like, you, know? you have a future as one of those people with those little bitty typewriters. Uh-huh. And it's like just, and it's in shorthand. It's like, yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, and I mean, he, he would have rolls of paper just coming off <laughs> rolls of it. Um, okay. I think that I have two. Okay. Um, one that is something that it shouldn't be hard, but I find difficult. I can't chop garlic properly. It takes me forever. Like I know how to break it and get the skin off, but I feel like I, my mincing is not very good. Like, I'm like, I should mince. I need to know how to mince better. And I'm like, and I see other people do it. I'm like, that's really good. But my mincing sucks. Um, Another thing, plugging in a USB the first time. I don't know why I never get it the first time. I was like, I've been doing this for like 10 years, 20 years. Like, why can't I get it the first try? It's just, just, I've never gotten it. So and I'll tell you on that. You know something else too that I always find tricky is changing the battery in a smoke detector. Like that to me sometimes I'm like, you feel like it's a feat and you're like, yes. But it's like one minute after you put the ladder away, you find another remote, like obscure fire detector or smoke detector you didn't even know you had in your house. And that one starts beeping in. You're like, you got to go through it all again. <laughs> Here I go again. Oh, when someone gives me verbal directions and I'm oh nope i'm like they're like i said right i was like nah my brain hurt left <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make a yui <laughs> you know it's just like like it's on the right i'm like i thought you said left yeah. i have the worst habit of being like oh no, no no turn here and it's like which way and i'm like there and i'm like wait you don't know what here and there means so it's like my bad <laughs> that's on me yeah yeah that's funny yeah <laughs> I have, I've experienced that before. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I should have read our mind. Damn it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I should have known I should have turned at that 
weird driveway? It's a great question. We'll put that on our social. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of things that I find weirdly difficult. I'm like putting it. No, the number one thing that everyone thinks is difficult, putting a cover on a duvet. Mm. Yeah. I would hire, I would hire someone to come do that for me every week. Just do you so remember I can the time it. that Landon did it and it was like under like a minute or something? Yeah. You you did something on social with that one time and I was like, oh, he's going to fail miserably. And I was like, oh, he came in under time. How did Here's he what that? happened. <laughs> and it's never happened again because it was a fresh duvet, like out of the package. So, and it was easy to find the corners for him. And he has a long wingspan, you know, so he could, mm-hmm. so he, what he did is he got the corners. I I don't have that. So I'm like searching for the corners. He did do a very good job. He's never been able to replicate that time again. You don't have to. I just, cause it's on video somewhere. It lives in the internet somewhere and you don't, that's your record. You're good. You're like, I peaked at my first video and that's fine. I know I kept it. I keep everything on my phone, but he did. He did it once. He's never been able to recreate it, but I I do. I mean, yeah. Um, And what else does everyone think it's hard? Uh, Rubik's cube. That's another one. Who can solve a Rubik's cube? You know, like that's hard. Your husband, that's you. I mean, but that's because he studied it. It's like a thing, but most people can't just be like, right. Those things should be difficult. Plugging in a cord should not. Correct. That is correct. Mm -hmm. This has been fun. I know. It's a good, good episode, friend. Good episode. We're actually putting it out on time. So very, very happy about that because it was a touch and go there for a minute. So we're, (laughs) we're glad to get it out, but we're glad that you guys stopped in and shared your time with us. We appreciate your support. And if you love what you heard today's episode, Brittany, what do they do? They got to click, follow, like, subscribe, subscribe, write a review, write a review, (laughs) share a screenshot on your stories, buy us a present, send it to Kentucky or Delray. And uh, I do have another question real quick. We can ask this in the stories too, but um, are you guys ready for merch? You guys want some CZL merch? I'm ready. I've been wanting a CZL coffee mug since Jesus Christ was a child. So let's try to get (laughs) that on there because you only gift a mug. You do. You never buy your own mug. You never buy your own mug. No. So we need CZL mugs. We need mm-hmm. a t-shirt. You know what else I want? I want like a, a water bottle sticker. Like I love a good sticker. That just that, That's your daughter. Yeah, I, I know. know. And I'm like, I'm jealous of your daughter when she has all those cool stickers. All the cool stickers. Like, I want stickers. Right? Yeah. We can. Yeah. Merch. Merch. We need merch. <laughs> Get on it. Awesome. Well, friends, thank you guys for stopping by. We love it so much. And we will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.